It's a crossover, and we've got the Ducks playing the Islanders at Elmont, New York. I knew the city. I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez, and this is... Gil Martin. And we're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everyone, to... This Locked On Crossover. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, and that's the other host, Gil Martin, or Gil Martin, <laughs> for those old French speaking. Um, I've been covering hockey for over a decade. I've been covering minor league hockey for about that long, and currently the public address announcer for some team in Coachella Valley, and Gil. Uh, well, I have been covering hockey for more than a decade. I wrote the book shorthanded on the history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers and uh, been hosting Locked On Islanders for four years now. And today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. All right, so Gil, let's get right into it, shall we? Absolutely. So our two teams are playing each other, both in completely opposite directions. <laughs> so um, we'll start with the Ducks, if you don't mind. Not at all. The team wearing the eggplant and jade. And now that I'm wearing this sweater, I realize these are two different shades of um, somewhat purple. So maybe the walls don't match. We'll call the the sweater eggplant and the walls plum. There for, you go. <laughs> for those celebrating the 30th anniversary of the Ducks. Um it's been tough going for the Ducks recently. They're in dire straits. Losers of 11 of their last 12 games. Yes, you heard that right. 11 of their last 12, including a horrendous loss against the Winnipeg Jets over the weekend at the Ponda. I don't know if you've seen any of the Ducks games for the past couple of weeks, but they've looked dreadful, Gil. And what is the biggest reason? I mean, they got off to a solid start this season. I mean, they weren't world beaters, but they were competitive. They looked to be improved. Injuries, I would assume, are part of it. But Mm -hmm. what changed between, let's say, the first month of the season and the last month? I think one of the biggest changes for the Ducks has has been injuries. And it's been certain injuries. Jamie Dreisel's been out almost all season. But I think the big key is losing Trevor Zegras. Ever since Z went out, they've gone on that eight-game losing streak. They're currently on a three-game streak right now. So it's really been since Trevor Zegras, despite the fact that he has not put that many points on the board yet this season. But he does serve an important role. He is good at driving play into the offensive zone. Even though he missed some time because he was uh, trying to negotiate his contract, his current contract, he missed some preseason time, missed training camp time. So it took him a while to get into the groove. Once he was in that groove, they were good with their 200-foot game. Their forecheck was much better. And Zegras was even starting to get into the dirty areas. <gasps> Z doing that. He was starting to. And then he got hurt. And then McTavish got hurt during that eight-game losing streak. So it's just been key injuries. If like You could always have a bunch of injuries to third or fourth line guys and be okay. But when you're missing 
key guys from your top six, it is going to affect the rest of the team. And especially the last game, losing Strom for the game, that's half of your top six right there. So, of course, you're going to lose these games. Yeah. Uh, no, that definitely makes it tougher. Talk talk to me a little bit about the goaltending. I mean, uh, it, it seems to be a little up and down right now, but w- where where has that been and, and how, if at all, has that contributed to the team's recent struggles? Well, I'll be glad to talk about goaltending because Lukas Dostal did get off to a hot start, and that, unfortunately, is something else that has hindered the Ducks, and it has been the goaltending, unfortunately. According to HockeyStatCards.com, one of my favorite go-tos, it's been tough going for the goaltending, especially for Lukas Dostal, who did get off to a hot start. He, keyword, was off to a hot start, and then kind of got in a cold streak. John Gibson, on the other hand, I want to talk about John Gibson more because there are some saying, well, should the Ducks trade him? What's his value right now? I did a mailbag recently that asked, what was John Gibson's value right now? And his value this season is higher than last season because even though his regular numbers are somewhat better, I look at the analytics. I mean, the game score is better. The expected goals against. John Gibson is doing better above expected. According to Hockey Stat Cards, the individual expected goals against, 55.6. He's allowed 49. So he's about six and a half goals above average allowed. So he's actually doing pretty well as far as that's concerned. The high danger chances. His high danger save percentage is above league average, which is also very good. And a testament to how poor the defense has been again, Gil. (laughs) I I hate to say it, but it's been an issue with the Ducks for the past few years. Has been letting teams in wherever they want. We've seen it happen time and time again. According to Natural Statric, one one of our favorite websites, by the way, we love Nat Statrick yes. around here. John Gibson, his high danger save percentage is 814. League average right now is about 806. Huh. So John Gibson, slightly not that much above average, but he's doing better than expected given how he performed last season, according to the analytics. And we've seen it once again. The Ducks have had numerous games where they've allowed 30-plus shots. It's not as bad as last year. It's not as bad as giving up 45 shots a game. Those days are hopefully gone. But right now, John Gibson is looking like he cares a little bit more. And looking like he's ready to try to push this Ducks team out of the doldrums of last place. Because they're almost in last place right now. Talk to me a little bit about Frank Vitrano. I mean, he's leading the team in goals, leading the team in points. What makes him so dangerous and what should Islander fans be aware of as far as what he likes to do to put pucks in the net and produce offense? Gil, Isles fans have been aware of Frank Vitrano for years. I mean, he's a former New York Ranger. You've hated him for a while. <laughs> like, let's be real here. <laughs> I've I've listened to your podcast for a while. I know you weren't a fan of his before. Because he tended to score a lot of goals against the Isles. 
details. <laughs> so little details. You know, he he does well against the Isles. Frank Vetrano has been on a line with Mason McTavish and Ryan Strom all year long. Strom has been a very good facilitator. McTavish has done a good job looking out for whatever players are, you know, in his zone or where he can make the perfect pass. He's had perfect passes across the Royal Road. So has Strom. So I think it's more of a chemistry thing between those three guys. I mean, it's not just Frank Vetrano. It is the um, entirety of that line. But Vetrano has looked to shoot more this season. Something that I've been begging him to do. Shoot more, shoot more, shoot more. And he's finally doing it, thank God. So I look for him to possibly score at least a goal. Yes, I'm saying at least a goal against the Islanders. Am I making a prediction that he's going to score? Yeah, I'm going to make that prediction right now. He's going to score against them. Sorry, Gil. The rest of the team, well, I don't know. Hey, you, you can... You can make the prediction. It's all good. That's what we're here for. Yeah. I'm sorry. I should have my predictions for later. But, (laughs) and I actually misspoke. Um, Even though he's done fairly well against the Islanders, the team that he scored the most against by far is the Philadelphia Flyers. So I think Flyers fans hate him the most. (laughs) But there you go. Yeah, those rivalries in the Metropolitan Division go back a ways. Just a little bit. A little bit. They're older than the names of the divisions. That's how far back they go. See, now we're dating ourselves. We're going back to, like, the Patrick division and the Smythe yes. division. <laughs> we're going way back here. Yep. All right, Gil. We're going to head into the first intermission. And after that, we will talk a little bit about the Islanders and what to expect out of them. So we'll get to that on the other side. Now a word from Sleeper. Now, I've had frustrating ticket buying experiences in the past. I wasn't sure if the seats were good and finding last minute tickets can be a hassle, but you don't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event with game time. Now I have used game time a multitude of times, Gil. I don't know about you, but I have used game time way more than the average person. And in fact, if I can show you this right now, I'm on the game time app right now and you could see There's Clippers tickets for $4, $4 to see the Los Angeles Clippers. And when it's baseball season, you could see the Angels for a dollar if you want. (laughs) And you could find all those tickets on the Game Time app. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, Come Sa. Create an account and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Yeah. Let's talk about the Islanders side of things. And, you know, what can you tell me about the Islanders' recent hot play? Well, you know, in in a few ways, it's surprising because this team is now without three of their top six defensemen, which you really, you know, when a team is missing three of its six defensemen, you don't expect them 
to be winning consistently, especially, you know, no Adam Pellick, no Ryan Pollock. Those are the two shutdown, you know, your top shutdown pair, although this year they haven't played together a lot. Uh, Lou Lamorello had to go out and make some additions. He ends up uh, claiming Mike Riley off waivers from the Florida Panthers, makes a trade for Robert Bortuzzo from the St. Louis Blues, bringing in a couple of veterans, and they have actually fit in pretty well uh, and gotten the job done. And this team, this Islanders team, has been a lot more offensive-minded in recent games uh, than the reputation they have of, we're going to put you to sleep and beat you two to one. I was going to say, what? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, no, if you look at the at the the recent results uh four goals against toronto three goals against the kings seven against columbus four against san jose four against florida they are actually putting the puck in the net much more consistently than they used to now flip side of that go ahead i'm sorry that kings game especially because i actually sat down and watched that game that was a hell of a comeback by the isles on that game because for most of the game i hate to say it they look like dead fish in the water yeah the first two periods were not pretty and they they managed to come back this team doesn't give up they are resilient uh and you know they are also inconsistent within a game they will play one period (laughs) where they look like they could beat uh, you know, the, the the Wayne Gretzky and Mark Messier-led Oilers in their prime. And then they'll play another period where it mm-hmm. you know they'll lose to the Sharks after holding a 4-1 to one lead. I was going to so, mention that game. I'm sorry to do this. I was going to mention that Sharks game. What happened? Oh, my gosh. What happened so, in that game? Yeah, they stopped. They, they This team has trouble holding leads. It is, they are not a good third period team. They have given up more goals in the third period than any other team in this league. They know how to take a lead, but they don't know how to hold a lead, to paraphrase Seinfeld. (laughs) And, uh, you know, this team just doesn't play consistently. They're talented. They have two very good goaltenders in Semyon Varlamov and Ilya Sorokin. Uh, But, Getting it done consistently, not so easy. So points where you can jump on them and take advantage of them and 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 get a couple of goals against them. And then there are times when you, you're on your heels and you have to sort of figure out how to defend. So schizophrenia may be <laughs> an accurate way uh, to, to describe the New York Islanders, but they are finding ways to win now. Uh, you know, two, three weeks ago, they had a seven-game winless streak. Now they're on a winning streak. A lot of loser points in in the middle, so that mm-hmm. sort of keeps them up there in the standings. So they're a tough team to, to figure out right now. If there was ever a word of the day, schizophrenia is it. Didn't yeah. think I'd expect to hear that today. <laughs> surprise, surprise, surprise. I mean, the Islanders are a, they're a surprising team in general. Just with some of their inconsistent play, like you've said, you know, losing to the Sharks, but then beating, you know, handing the Kings their first road loss of the season. I mean, this is the ultimate Jekyll and Hyde team. A little bit more positive recently in the last 10 games. They've won, I think, seven of the last 10. They've had impressive wins. That's, I think, what scares me the most is they have impressive wins. 
The Maple Leafs, that was a good win. The Kings, that was an impressive win. That one especially. And the Hurricanes, even though they're a bit down right now, that was still a very good win. So now that the Owls are facing a team as down as the Ducks, are you a little bit afraid of let down? Yeah, uh, I I am. Uh, I mean, we saw what happened against the Sharks, but then the following game, they played Columbus, another team that's struggling, and they beat them handily. So, (laughs) again, predicting the New York Islanders is a very inexact science right now. It is not easy to figure out, even period by period or shift by shift, how this team is going to handle a situation. Uh, But... Contrary to what some broadcasters on TNT may believe, they are not a boring team to watch. (laughs) I know exactly who you're talking about. I I know you do. (laughs) And my listeners and viewers do as well. But we won't mention any names. No, we're not going (coughs) to mention any names here. Uh, But what we will mention is, you know, the goaltending. The goaltending has had some pretty solid games as of recent. Talk to us about uh, both goaltenders if you can. Well, uh, first of all, Varlamov is expected to start tonight against the the Ducks. So that is uh, who we expect to go. It's not confirmed yet. But we're, I mean, we're not going to hear is, the we're not going to hear the Ilya clap 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 chance. No, no, probably not un- unless something happens to to Varley. But uh, I mean, Sorokin is the starter. He's probably playing, you know, sixty percent of the games, maybe a little more. Uh, and they both have taken turns sort of being the hot goalie. Uh, Varlamov has impressed me in the sense that, uh, you know, he'll miss, he'll play one game a week and still ma- manage to stay sharp. And I guess that is sort of uh, the experienced veteran being able to handle that kind of situation and plan accordingly. Uh, they they make a very good tandem. They're friends off the ice, you know, two Russians living in, in New York and, and, you know, Varlamov has sort of mentored Sorokin both on the ice and adjusting to the NHL and off the ice culturally to integrate himself into, you know, America and New York and what have you. Uh, I think Varlamov has been more consistent of the two goalies this year. He's had some spectacular games. The problem is for both of these goalies, the Islanders give up a lot of shots. I think they have... uh, given up 35 or more shots more than any team with the possible exception of the Sharks this season. So, I mean, the Sharks are number one in that by far. Yeah, by far. But but the Islanders are next, uh, or at least they were a few days ago, which was the last time I checked those numbers. But, you know, it's not just the number of shots. It's also the number of quality shots. And what mm-hmm. Coach Lane Lambert has been doing, you know, we talked a little bit about the fact that they're scoring more. Part of the reason for that is the defensemen are pinching more. They're getting more involved in the rush, but that costs you on the back end sometimes. And the other thing is this team struggles to clear their own zone cleanly and Mm -hmm. transition. I'm sure you can relate from defense to offense. And ironically enough, Riley and Bortuzzo have helped in this area, even though they're not familiar with the team and the system and all of that. They've actually been better than Sebastian Ajo and Pelic and Pollock, who have struggled mightily at times in these areas. Now, will that last? I don't know. Mm, but don't know. Uh, as of right now, one of the reasons for the winning streak, they're getting a little better 
at clearing the zone in recent games. One thing that I failed to mention as far as a Ducks key, you know, the Ducks defense has been somewhat better. I've alluded that it's still not good. And I'll actually talk about that on the predictions. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to hold off on that thought for the final segment when we get to our predictions. So Gil, one more segment and, you know, we'll talk about predictions, but I think you've got something to talk about right now. I do indeed. And this episode is brought to you by Sleeper. A new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. I mean, Bo Horvat could score 50 goals. The Islanders or the Ducks could hoist the Stanley Cup. And you can win big playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper, the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. All you have to do is pick whether studs like McDavid, Crosby, or McKinnon will record more or less than their Sleeper projections for things this saves plus minus or more in a given game to win a 100 times bet on sleeper you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats you heard me islander fans and duck fans you can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with sleeper use promo code locked on nhl you'll get up to a 100 match on your first deposit terms and conditions apply that's code locked on nhl See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. So before we get to predictions, there is one little key that I got to talk about as far as how this relates. Um, The Ducks need to work on discipline. (laughs) The Ducks are by far the most penalized team as far as minors this season um we're gonna play a little guessing game how many times so far this season do you think the ducks have been nailed for too many men on the ice i'll say seven yes (laughs) am i right really yes (laughs) wow and like half the teams either have had that called zero or one time so seven times in 27 games you know how bad it is when you can't even count to six or five? <laughs> like, yeah, and you get a goalie is for a head start, too. No kidding, right? Never mind the last game where Strom um, need Connor, took him out of the game. That match penalty happened. So the Ducks' PK so far this season has been... Um, how can I put this kindly, Gil? It's been okay. It's been better recently, but it is still an issue for the Ducks. So I think one of my keys for the Ducks, and I sound like a broken record when I say this, stay out of the box, please. You don't want them to feel shame? No, I don't want... God, no more shame. No more than they already are used to. They have like 15 penalty minutes against them i'm uh, sorry 15 minutes on the pk that's almost a third of the game that's almost an entire period being on the penalty kill no wonder they lost that game no wonder they lose a bunch of these games they gotta stay out of the box stay out of the pk that'll help them a lot trust me ducks it, it, it can happen it's possible to stay out of the box i promise it'll be better so that's one the key. islanders also take some sloppy penalties they they tend to take penalties when they stop moving their feet so there's the holding the tripping 
the uh, slashing and the hooking. You'll see a lot of that from the Islanders, especially in their own zone, sometimes even in the offensive zone. And special teams are kind of interesting for the Islanders because the power play is eighth in the league right now, 24.3% success. So if the Ducks do end up in the penalty box, the Islanders could very well make them pay. But the Islanders' penalty kill is 30th in the league. They are only killing off 73.2% of opposing teams' power plays. So the Islanders also need to stay out of the box. And I I know the Ducks' power play is, you know, kind of middle of the road right now. But uh, they could have some opportunities if the Islanders end up in the box a little too much. And on that regard, to piggyback of what you just said, two things. One, you brought up a very bad core memory for me because when I first learned hockey, one of the first things I was told, pick up your feet. (laughs) Like, I was told that. See, if I'll admit, that was my, like, biggest thing was pick up your feet. And you also bring up another point is as far as penalties go, the Ducks are not on the power play a whole lot. But one player that I think you need to watch out for is Sam Carrick. Sam Carrick is the player for the Ducks that draws the most penalties. Now, he he has been better this season as far as breaking out in the neutral zone and getting those cheap, those cheap calls. I'll call yep. it like it is. Like, Sam Carrick is so crafty that he will get a couple of calls where I kind of go, hmm, maybe not so much. Maybe it's not a penalty. Maybe the Ducks got away with one there. But I think that's just a testament to the kind of craftiness that Sam Carrick has. And also a bit better speed now that he's fully recovered from his hip surgery last season. So that's one player that I'm going to like give you to watch out for is Sam Carrick. All right. Uh, I'll, I'll give you a player to watch out for right now. And it's Noah Dobson. He has been playing outstanding hockey, had three assists against the Maple Leafs right now is a point a game player as a defenseman, five goals, 27 points in 27 games. And he leads the Islanders with a plus 13 uh, plus minus even though 11 of his 27 points have come on the power play. So Noah Dobson with his, uh, with the puck on his stick, very good setup, man. And uh, the most dangerous offensive defenseman that the Islanders have. And I mentioned Carrick. I mentioned Vetrano earlier in the podcast. I think Vetrano is also a player to watch out for. Loves those rivalries, loves playing those New York teams. So I would expect Vetrano to get at least a point on this game. I'd be disappointed if he doesn't get a point in this game at least. Expected to start John Gibson. Gibson has had better games recently. Yeah, my dog agrees. You know, Gibby has been better. Big Gibson fan, yes. Yeah, so players to watch out for. And as far as predictions, okay. I'm going to go first and give my prediction. Um... The Isles are a better team recently. They're finding more ways to win. So Ducks fans are not going to want to hear this, but I'm going to predict Isles. And I'm going to say 4-2 to two on this one. All right, we're not, we're not far off. I'm going to be very specific about this. I'm going to say Islanders 5, Ducks 3. But for the first time all season tonight, 
the Islanders will score an empty net goal. They are the only team in the NHL who do not have an empty net goal to their credit. So this is my bold prediction for tonight. Hold on. That can't be real. That, that, that can't is possibly real. be true. They can't score on an empty net. They give up goals late in games. It's It's been something that's dr- driven Islander fans crazy all season long. This is definitely going to be in the miscellaneous category in the um, NHL side. And, yeah. Oh, my God. What? Wait, six? Zero. Zero. <laughs> Zero. How is that possible? It is almost impossible if you think about it. But yes, zero. <laughs> that that almost seems ridiculous because I see empty net goals all the time. The what Ducks do you have mean had almost? a couple. <laughs> so that's your bold. It's ridiculous. That's your bold prediction. The Isles are going to score get an, an empty, empty net, net goal goals. tonight. Yes, that's my bold prediction. If that's true, if that actually happens, I'm going to message you from Akershire. We'd be like, "Damn it, you were right." Newman. <laughs> ah, Newman. <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm not going to wear the puffy shirt tomorrow. Don't worry okay. on that. We're full of Seinfeld. Anyway. Why not? Uh, <laughs> I think one other thing I can expect in Long Island is several fans are going to have one of my favorite things out there, and that is the ice cream in the helmet. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that. Like, I-, I loved going to UBS, one of my favorite new arenas out there. Concession stands are top tier at UBS. So, Ducks fans, if you're traveling out there, do yourself a favor. Get the ice cream helmet Sunday. And you keep the helmet. You yeah, you do keep the helmet. So, so it's pretty neat. Gil, thanks for coming on the, on the podcast. Tell the fine folks where they can find you, where they can find your work, and all that jazz. Well, they can find uh, me on uh, X, formerly Twitter, uh, at Ice Wars NYR VSNYI. Uh, and you can find the show on X at Locked On Isles. And, uh, you know, Locked On Islanders available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube as well. How about you, Jason? Um, I see some books behind you. None of those are your books. Uh, well, on this two shot, my book is out of the picture, but it is oh. behind me. Yes. Okay. <laughs> you can find me on the site formerly known as Twitter at StimpyJD. And you can also find the show on the site formerly known as Twitter at LO underscore ducks. You could email me at locked on Anaheim ducks at gmail.com. You can also find me between the penalty boxes at Acrisure Arena as the public address for some team in Coachella Valley called the Firebirds. I guess they're pretty they're pretty good team, I guess. And you could also find me at Pechanga Arena once in a while covering the San Diego Goals. So, yeah, look for me on all of that there. And also a reminder, you can catch Locked On Ducks and sorry, Locked On Anaheim Ducks. Yes. Sorry Oregon Ducks football fans. Locked On Anaheim Ducks and Locked On Isles across all platforms it's free and available including stitcher spotify odyssey apple podcast google podcast did you know we're at free on amazon by the way i did not know that <laughs> and we are also on youtube so make sure to subscribe and speaking of the youtube we have to mention this but you know big shout outs to the locked on sports today podcast because they're the only 24 
seven streaming channel on YouTube that covers all locked on sports and covers the top the top stories of the day, including in basketball, the in season tournament just passed in baseball. Um, some guy named Otani. I, I guess that's pretty big news, huh? He's on the move, yeah. Yeah, across town. Yep. So once again, make sure to check out Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel where you can see Gil on there with Locked On NHL as well. Yes. Yeah. Always so, fun. Gil, once again, thanks for doing this. Thank you, Jason. Always a pleasure. Yep. For Locked On Isles and Locked On Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of your day. Please remember to be safe out there, be kind to one another, and ducks fly together. Go ahead, Gil. And I just want to say, uh, have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders. Oh, quack, 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 everyone. (laughs) That's how I'm going to end it.